Hashtag D. Have you ever stopped to watch a bluebird drop from a tree and take to the air? Me neither. Hello, hello, hello. Hi, guys. This is Vamika, and I'm here with Devansh and V in their Cut to Scene podcast. Um, should I tell them what we're discussing? Yeah, okay. of course. So, <laughs> I thought, what if you will say it? I mean, they're seeing the title and the thumbnail. So, like. Okay, that's true. Hello, so, hello. so that means people who are listening right now know what we're discussing. But anyway. we are discussing the movie 8th grade and um, i'm very honored to be part of the podcast um, today with my good friends so yeah let's begin yeah and welcome vamika to the podcast it's our 13th episode today and so we thought we should invite a woman over okay <laughs> so so acha okay okay so as vamika said so this Episode is going to be about eighth grade. Eighth grade was a 2018 release, and it was written and directed by Bo Burnham. You people who watch comedy regularly might know Bo Burnham as this performer who does comedy in a very theatrical format, using lights, sounds, etc., etc., etc. Unlike any other comedian from the US, this movie, as Devan was mentioning earlier, earlier went to Sunburn, not Sunburn, but Sundance, and. Um, and also got nominated for some writers guild of america awards and things like that basically it deals with the life of a 8th grader meaning a 13 year old in a normal school in america and how she navigates the world of social media or cannot navigate the world of social media yeah that's a pretty pretty nice uh, pretty succinct summary of the movie Thanks, and uh, yeah i think um, we we should start with vamika um, and just some opening thoughts on uh, what she felt while she watched the movie her reflections whatever she could relate with or could not so i thought the movie was good um it was definitely i, I mean it did like it, i was fairly involved throughout the movie while i do think that certain aspects were not something that were that were directly relatable to me like the insane use of social media which is prevalent these days or you know some of the problems that uh, the girl goes through i don't think i had those problems in 8th grade at all but overall i think the feelings that she was going through the kind of social pressures were something that were relatable i think one thing that the movie did really well for me was to show how social media is both empowering and debilitating at the same time because i found it very impressive how you know a quiet girl someone who has such low confidence but has so much confidence to make have a youtube channel and give advice but at the same time it was debilitating in the way that you know that same social media that she uh, consumes so much is what makes her compare herself to others or brings her down so i felt that was something that was very very well portrayed in the movie okay okay and uh, let's go to the other extreme uh, end of the spectrum of age and ask we what he felt about the movie so um i felt that the movie okay i had watched this movie when it came out so that was basically 2 years ago uh, and i had a, had heard a lot of hype about the film 
um i am a big fan of bo burnham so i had expected a lot from the film as well and i was very very underwhelmed when i watched it for the first time i couldn't relate to the film i thought the film was not technically that great things like that um i still feel that, that i could not relate to the film but i think it's not technically that bad i think the writing is brilliant it's taking issues that bo burnham feels uh, about himself in the current day and superimposing it into the body and the mind of a 13 year old and i think that that's a very good artistic choice it is one of those you know high school films which i think is uh, more real rather than you know just going into um, unnecessary exaggerations i think the performance by the lead character elsie uh, fisher is just mind blowing it's probably one of the best performances i've seen by a child actor in in a movie and yes i think it felt better on the second watch more than the first watch now i don't know why it was just a question on that did you watch it after reading the script or before reading the script no no bo- i i watched it um, before reading the script so both of the, the second re- the the rewatch also okay okay yeah, yeah. okay okay mm-hmm. so yeah um i mean i thought that w- what they portrayed in the movie if you like just if you look at the core of it the idea of it it was pretty relatable as we discussed it was pretty uh, but what was interesting to me also was that uh, was that everything that was being portrayed or the need for uh, for um, kaila's kaila 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 nahi tha kaila hota to i would have laughed in the banana scene that's true it was kaila yeah oh, so yes. uh, sorry yeah so kaila so for kaila hey. the new i really feel it's kaila jo bhi banana okay for banana <laughs> okay k uh, so the so the need for k was more of social validation and i don't know i can't put it into words but i just thought that it was on the upper tiers of the pyramid of maslow's pyramid and that um and if you are relating to that means that okay then then probably we might be cutting off uh, lower end or lower stratas of of society from the relatability factor but anyways this is made in america so there is a totally different context for that but then what i found interesting was uh, bo burnham in one of his interviews said that he made this movie with a girl protagonist and not a guy because at that age girls are the ones who are facing all that pressure of uh, maintaining their looks and um you know all the uh, the teenage angst of trying to uh, look and present themselves beautifully while guys are just hooked up to minecraft is what he said so yeah which which seemed interesting to me although i might not agree with it in a in like completely from the guy's perspective but uh, yeah so that was interesting sorry on a side note i think like uh, guys look their worst between the ages of 12 and 17 they do but are they are they that conscious and are they working that hard to improve that is the question yeah i guess it's in my case it was unimprovable so uh. yeah you look like kinder joy if kinder joy was brown anyways kinder uh, joy right kinder yeah, joy anyways nahi the outer packaging isn't anyways so um, what i found was uh, and and reading the script was another experience altogether because um, it was like watching bo burnham like on stage right it, the the punches that he used or or the way just the descriptive language that he has used that was pretty amazing so i think um, segueing into the script 
and like the dialogues of the movie first if you want to talk about them uh, i what i found very interesting was the usage of some terms and how some terms were constantly recurring like like how we have uh, yeah gucci was just something that she said at the end of the video i get it but uh, but words like like whatever, whatever these are words that have found their way into our uh, into even like the indian kids um ka ka normal colloquial language right yeah, which is pretty you just said like yeah exactly and then and then the third word was cool which was overused right mm-hmm. because uh, also every kid in the movie is trying to be cool and none of them know what cool is uh, and i love how bobernum writes that uh, aiden is uh, aiden looks indifferent and unaffected very cool Yeah. So yeah. I love that idea of cool also yeah. because I could I could uh, see myself thinking that way uh, back in time even like even in college I think yeah precisely I mean that that's that's the thing that I thought about when when I saw those scenes is mm-hmm. of course this was me or a part of me in college right because you was cert- I mean there was a certain way you had to look walk talk etc in order to be considered cool and uh, so uh, yeah and i i saw that because even even if you if you look back to first year in college and i don't know if vamika relates to this but in our college at least there was a certain gang of people who were considered to be extra cool i mean all through the four years but of course towards the like the four five years end it it just becomes like a mad thing and uh, that i related to a lot of course the the presence of social media in my life at least was not very prevalent until like 3 4 years back so i don't think uh, that part i related to but i think this part that there is a, you have to look walk talk etc a certain way is is just extrapolated yeah so mean? i don't relate to it like uh, like college my college life is very different but actually now that you mentioned i feel my bombay school was very similar and now it's kind of striking me that you know maybe eighth grade i was not in the same school but um, but in my 11th and 12th i was in a school in mumbai which was actually heavily influenced by western ideas like we had prom and shit so when i think about 11th and 12th i do think that there was that cool gang there was that boy like aiden who was like super cool and different like almost looked like drugged all the time because he was so like you know above everything and these things did happen i mean in 11th and 12th so there was these like pool parties who's invited who's not wow. so i mean i now i feel like you know i do like i can see parallels even in indian at least bombay schools yeah uh, yeah you know i like to call these guys you know aryan aryan khans of the current day like you know yeah, everybody looks like aryan khan that's yeah. half closed like, yeah, eyes. eyes are shut yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. one button open and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like really cool and everything i want to be yeah like walking slowly like you know taking their time their presence is very yeah. like you know it's felt like they are walk yeah. they are like just passing by their walking yeah. like i love this moment in the script when there is a pool party and aiden enters and mm-hmm. then when he like takes a dip and comes out of the pool he's just like sitting there with double middle fingers and then yeah. the script says yeah. extremely cool <laughs> फोटो ऑफ हाउ आई वोक अप राइट एंड शी सेज 
just woke up like this uh u g h h h h h right and then back again when uh, when they are in, in the school the drill is on she goes to aiden and she says do you think that uh, like such a shooting is going to be there and he says i wish it's there and i and i loved how they he was sort of putting this existential thought that we often have this this frustration with life and everything into kids and i didn't imagine like that happening at that young an age uh, yeah but you know even then like you might not know the significance of this or it was always cool to think of like, cool to yeah, say exactly. like, cool to be dark yeah. and be like oh yeah. i hope you know death happens that's so cool wait is it not cool to be dark no that's what i was trying to tell you for like a year now shit anyways uh, i now have a podcast so i am like cool as fuck yeah, i am on spotify guys please don't leave a few moments later what the fuck how am i supposed to speak like this sorry 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 okay so yeah i found it i found it uh, pretty good that they focused on the nuance that all adults are also trying to be cool in front of the kids like the the headmaster dabs he does this uh, he says it's going to be lit he like all of them are trying real hard to relate with the kids and that is something that we also see now right uh even yeah. at our houses probably yeah 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 i don't even know what a dab is like why 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 does one dab it's like after you do it's it's i think a video gaming thing like after you win it i think it came from fortnite or something if no it no it nay fortnite se wo aaya tha whatever floss oh what that floss dab dab comes from i think uh, uh yeah hip hop hip hop se aaya early hip hop se aaya shayad usually you use it like when you win or like you do something cool yeah. and you're like oh I tried to do a tap for a photo and it didn't work out at all. Yeah, we should do it all the time. Okay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Yeah, and what do you think about the father-daughter relation that has been shown in the movie? How do you think that dynamic works for you? Oh, that I think I have seen. Like, मतलब the fact that you know, uh, like the kid, the teenage kid does not give a fuck about what their parents say. That I've seen a lot. Yeah, also in my family. And uh, that is just it, teenage rebel, right? Yeah, te- teenage, yeah, rebelliousness, whatever that is called. Like, I've seen that, but I've never seen the dad be so nice. मतलब like if I was so rebellious, my parents would just like be like shut up. But he's so kind the whole time. He's too good to be true. I felt. But I I feel that is that is because of the difference in context and the the background of their family. Uh, her mom has left them. Yeah. uh he has to uh he has to look after her at the same time she's like just hitting her adolescence and he's extra conscious of that so maybe that was nice but then i also like there are times when you feel bad for the dad right That's oh bad. yeah 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 there is there are i mean i think uh, you know like for example the whole um, the mall wala the mall वाला Uh, sitting near the fire i guess that's also very relatable right i don't know i don't know if you guys agree yeah no i mean yeah i agree i agree i mean i did feel bad for him at some points and like i think that's exactly why i was like why isn't he saying anything like 
just set like what is this why the uh, but i get it i also felt that at one point in the movie where she tells him i'm okay now i'm all right so i felt like there was context like maybe she's had a, a anxiety or a or just a, a problematic phase earlier which is why he's super cautious like it was a recognized fact that she might slip into a breakdown which is why maybe he was super cautious and kind all the time interesting part yeah yeah something that he explains uh, so early on when kennedy invites her like is 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 forced to invite her to her birthday and they are having that conversation and the dinner table when she's not listening and she's listening to music and she's not listening to the dad at that point he says that and she says kennedy does not like me and then he says that sometimes kids act as if they don't like you because they have their own thing going on and i felt that was a very meta thing that he said because it sort of also uh he was explaining the same thing to himself that probably kela right now is uh, acting that ways because she has her own thing going on and he's giving her that space yeah which also initiates this conversation even the mall incident initiates this conversation around parents and space like do you think like our parents or indian parents understand that concept or is that because like stuff like when she says uh, could you please knock and come in Mm. so like that i don't think at 13 that would have been allowed <laughs> so i have definitely made this kind of request um yeah. as a 13 year old where i've been like you know please give me privacy i just yeah. knock and come this that but yeah i mean not to this extent was it obeyed though no <laughs> okay cool we're not really the podcast boundaries please no i i think uh, i mean of course this whole concept of personal space is absent in most of typical indian society especially in non nuclear families and uh, i think there are pros and cons of it of course but i think like my parents have been of course very uh, respecting of my personal space after i went to college so i guess yeah yeah because you were then living in college so. yeah they were not in uh, physical space <laughs> even if i went back uh, during yeah. during the vacations or in the summers uh, it was it was pretty nice and i mean i never regretted going home mm-hmm. so yeah. and one another thing that i related to was when her dad starts telling her like he first of all takes permission that he'll just ask just that he'll just say one thing and then he starts appreciating her and starts yeah. telling her how cool she is you know right. and even later so i just and and this happened a week back when someone appreciated me for something and my reply to them literally on text was ha ha and oh yeah that happened like, oh you are like me you can't uh, you can't uh, accept compliments uh, so i was like yeah i guess i don't know but that is something that i saw in her that even she was uncomfortable in in facing compliments yeah how do you do you guys also have that problem it's, i don't know if it's a problem i, I used to I used to have a big problem about that. I don't anymore. I just say yeah. thank you. Vamzi is all hungry for compliments. And like yeah, I think it depends on the kind of thing. Like some things which I know I deserve a compliment. I'm like okay, <laughs> that's cool. I accept it. But yeah, I think it really depends. I definitely like for my work related things. I I do feel like nahi like. But that's a bit of like imposter syndrome situation mm-hmm. but uh, yeah aise to but i also felt like on that point um was she being like haha okay because it's her dad like i know 
like it's that thing yeah. right like when your parents compliment you that's their job yeah. versus when someone else compliments you then that yeah. means olivia something. also did that right olivia was also complimenting oh yeah yeah Yeah. But she, but you did feel that she, she wouldn't say it, but she appreciated that way more, and she did like feel happy about that versus yeah. her dad. Correct. Ha, mujhe bas. I just wanted to talk about the uh, cinematography a bit. I personally didn't find anything too great about it. That's why I want to talk about it. So, uh, I mean, that is the only place that I felt that the film was really amateurish, because uh, it felt like it was being done by the a uh, first time um, cinematographer slash director. because you know um okay let's just take one thing uh, let's just take the slow motion shots okay which which happen at very regular intervals theek hai uh, the i mean for example one ex- one example of it is uh, when kela uh, actually goes to do that karaoke thing after the pool party mm-hmm. right so and it happens constantly across the film i thought it was just to amateurish because it was just it was just a very normal shot uh, and it 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 is so slow motion shots are generally termed to be cool right in 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 context of films i thought the usage of it again and again and again throughout the film uh, didn't show much of novelty and sort of uh, you know put forth a sense of novelness about the film which it's not a real complaint about the film it just goes to show probably that the uh, directors and the cinematographer are not too experienced so that is one uh, one problem actually you know the problem is just one thing that could have been better about the film the second thing i which i really really liked about the film is the way it uses music and the se- and the way and the and the music which is used as well and uh, in in a in a general um, high school type film you would expect music to be used which is really extremely pop right mm. and not which has this elements of electronica in it and i thought that was a really nice touch and uh, i i was actually surprised that the music was not done by bob burnham it was done by uh, some composer from uk yeah just like yeah, yeah i'll check uh anna meredith hmm yeah so she is i think an electronica uh, artist and i really yeah. like the music i i i i like the soundtrack on spotify also yeah so that was that was two things that i wanted to say about the music and the cinematography what do you guys think Uh yeah I agree with you completely on the soundtrack in fact like my first reaction to the movie and I messaged Devansh also was that um, I don't know it was something about the soundtrack and the story um like every time she was feeling anxious the soundtrack was also something that yeah. made me feel anxious I, I I'm not sure if, if I'm explaining it right but like when she's walking somewhere and she's about to do something then that those beats where I would my anxiety would also rise and then like nothing would happen and throughout the movie i felt that and like in my head i thought the movie is going to have a con- huge conflict at some point you know where maybe someone would be horribly mean her youtube videos will get leaked like i had already made the story in my head but none of that happened so when at the end of the movie she explains how she feels about anxiety where she's like i always see them waiting in a line and um and then i i realized i never get that feeling after that you get after the roller coaster that is how i felt throughout the movie Like throughout the movie, I felt I'm waiting for like something, something huge is going to happen, but that thing never happened. And at the same time, I never felt like okay, I went through a huge roller coaster and feeling good. So the way she described anxiety, I felt was how the movie progressed and how the soundtrack played like a huge role in it. Yeah, I I actually like that comment of you know the whole movie being like some sort of anxious phase. Um, 
I I really like the usage of music in that one slow motion scene where um the first time we see Aiden Aiden the the guy yeah. the cool right uh, it's i mean that's such a beautiful scene it's he just comes in in the soundtrack playing with you know just you know ruffling his hair and things like that and and then she is she has his mouth open yeah. and like oh fuck like and and i i just you know i just fell in love with her acting at that point it was just too real for lack of a better word right well talking about of course i i agree with the music and i agree the effects that it had was tremendous and uh, as we have highlighted before i mean the background score treatment of a scene can entirely change it so for me there was this scene where she throws the phone after her dad enters and because she's so nervous and then she goes and picks it up and she like please no please no please no and she looks at it right and the moment she turns the phone and looks at the screen the background music at that time the entire uh, treatment of that scene is like a horror film so mm-hmm. because you are as scared as her because you realize what she is going through and because you understand uh, the horrors of breaking your phone screen at a young age when you are dependent again the same a similar thing happens when she stares out of the window from the from the darkness of the hall to the extremely bright and vibrant poolside where mm-hmm. kids are playing right and you have this uh, entire tone that's playing out that generally plays out when a serial killer or a, or a, you know we have generally seen that sort of music and that sort of treatment being used for that your point about cinematography there were points where i loved the cinematography in the sense that every time you see kaila against say a backdrop a backdrop whether it's your school corridor whether it's your the exterior of the school whether it's the exterior of kennedy's house the camera is always at a lower angle Mm-hmm. so sort of emphasizing or highlighting the fact that the that the uh, that the place where she is entering is looming over her is a much larger personality than her who's like a smaller part in in the frame so i felt that was pretty nice then if you notice the first time when she is out of the school and when kennedy's mom calls her and invites her to the party and everything the car leaves now in the script this involves a running scene where she runs to her house and she it says she lies down in the in the lawn of her house uh, like a flip total but then they have cut this part and instead they have just given a very very shaky handheld feel to the camera as we zoom in into her and i felt even that was as vamika was mentioning even those things were anxiety inducing the fact that the camera wasn't very stable was was pretty uh, anxiety inducing what i did find like appreciable was also the fact that look you doing something on your phone or you doing something on your screen isn't inherently cinematic this could be yeah but given the given the topic that they were trying to address and given that this topic can get overwhelming uh, because you have a youtube account to look at you have an instagram account to check you have facebook you have twitter snapchat all of that so given the huge overwhelming amount of this and the screen time that you're doing the way they overlap those scenes in that montage when we see her um, going through a lot of this right i i feel that was brilliantly done because it was very important uh, for us to get closer to the protagonist to empathize with them in a true sense so we'll have to understand what exactly is at stake and what is looming on her or where she is spending most of her time yeah just on that point um, those scenes now where they showed her what she searches and all i thought that was very well researched because i don't know if you all caught it but there was this one part where she's taking a quiz like it was one of those what character yeah, yeah, are you yeah. 
in fact okay. that whole sequence i have done all that like i was like yes yeah. i also take these quizzes and these are not they're not very meaningful but something about them you do it then you see some yeah. celebrity news then then if somebody sends you something you just spend maybe 5 minutes talking someone on instagram so that whole thing was very realistic and the second time i thought was very realistic was when she get when she calls olivia she's pacing in her room and i remember like now i don't do it that much but as a kid if there was any nervous call like whether it was to a crush or even to like an older person teacher whatever it was i remember feeling that you know you're rushing through like back and forth of your room and you're like going up down that was really nice yeah even i could relate with that to come to think of it yeah go ahead yeah what i like, like most about uh, i mean all this also points to Elsie Fisher, I think, uh, being a really good actress, and and you know, um, for me, the the real hallmark of her acting comes on this uh, her stooped shoulders throughout the film. Mm. You know, it's it's very tough for even adults to understand adults who are doing theater, etc., to understand that a character cannot change in a scene unless he is required to change or she is required to change and the fact that she carried that throughout the film while also managing to look that on her face uh, with her expressions goes to say that it's it is a really good debut for uh, for bob burnham as a director and also i guess she has a really nice future ahead yeah to come to uh, think of it the way bob burnham has mentioned nuances in the script he writes she bites her nails bored not nervous and like an actor would lose their head on how to show this that they are bored not nervous mm. while biting their nails which is typically taken to be a sign of nervousness mm. so yeah that was pretty interesting the way uh, like at every point wherever aiden comes into the picture she has to drop her jaw and mm. she has to look star struck but then what i found most commendable about her was that so one one aspect where actors get really weirded out is when there is a conversation between other actors mm-hmm. yeah you have to listen and you, you like you do not know what to do you probably don't mm-hmm. have a cue uh, on what to do but uh, if you look at uh, montages like when she's sitting with uh, olivia's friends and they are all talking and she's mm-hmm. giving these awkward uh, yeses and noes and laughing and stuff like that that i think was was a really good filler because mm-hmm. um, then she got to because it was also important because her character had to show that she was getting social at that point Mm-hmm. right so so that was pretty uh, impressive to me on that right. note i mean a, a, a tangential questions do you guys remember any any child actor performance that really blew you uh, off wonder oh i know what that film okay yeah i what really liked um, that kaden lion i thought he was very cute ah, and okay. very nice i mean yeah. i for example uh, really liked uh, uh, in in chintuka birthday the uh, sister option too yeah he's yeah. he's also mindful anyway okay yeah i also something that i really liked was their use of setting so early mm-hmm. on in the movie they have established that you are in the 8th grade and within one week you're going to move to high school mm-hmm. right and uh, so we know that we are in america we are in the american schooling system and uh, and this is how things are going to be so yeah so but let's hear it from vamika first how how <laughs> how has the american education system uh, been and uh, how do you look back upon it how did the film take you back to your old school days i have been in the us for just one year in the fourth grade 
And, that's like three sixty five days more than us. So yeah, that's a lot. No, yeah, I mean, I could, like that. We were that was too young for all of this to happen. I remember just like there was. I like generally in fourth grade there was no. Okay, just, to be fair, okay, to give you more, uh, to give you more, maybe to give you a framework. to discuss these points on maybe what what sort of apart from the obvious differences is there a difference between american schools or american students and indian students no oh, see an obvious difference is that they get to wear the clothes on whereas we have been like my first point yeah see so that is obvious but the fact that uh, probably a 9 year old or a 10 year old in america can have something that is called a play date is something that can't be applied in the indian context right can be but um, so i got uh, i i of course matlab uh, the obvious differences are they are um, they are way more i don't know liberal compared to us um, like our teachers also for example yeah my class teacher in fourth grade was this super cool woman she had a tattoo and all like on her lower back and she used to wear like crop tops you could see the tattoo and she used to come in with like starbucks and you know she was like super cool like she was the cool. like genuinely cool like you wanted to be yeah. Yeah. and um, and i think even in fourth grade i think crushes and all i think that was the first time i'd heard like my best friend in the fourth grade she told me she has a crush on this guy um, who was in fifth or sixth grade and i had no clue how to react to that <laughs> i was like what and then uh, she was like yeah you know he's cute this that and uh, that was very accepted um, i guess then but there was definitely the school gang like you know how in mean girls you have some girls who really like wearing pink and being so fourth grade maybe it was too early but you could see like in the other grades there were like these uh, cliques of girls being uh, being a certain way dressing similar uh dressing in a very similar fashion another like and this is not relevant here but i definitely saw a lot of race differences matlab whites behave very differently compared to blacks like girls boys everything uh asians stuck together and like really like i mean this is not relevant but yeah i mean there was a lot of racial difference that i noticed yeah i don't know what a crush was till i think i was in 6th or 7th so so just v and his romantic illiteracy just appalls me but it's okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways so but yeah something that surprised me like a couple of things that i could catch from this was one like kids there can get away with a lot like with saying a lot of things to the teachers that we here in india can't i mean oh yeah they're, yeah for sure yeah, they're way more liberal in that sense second thing was that i loved how they portrayed it almost like almost every kid looked like while they were all of different shapes and sizes quite literally and that is something that makes me uh, sneer but um, but they were all very zombie like in the sense that they captured that that uh, that emotion that they were all hooked to their phones in a very nice way like if you look at the scene where the drill is on right everyone is sitting under their desks and literally everyone is looking at their phone screen so that was very interesting but and our school phone allowed tha kya nahi ha theek hai 11 12 mein allowed tha we are to see but in the us school it was actually allowed matlab but no one had phones at that time but it was allowed i think two people had phones they would get it to school okay and uh, but what was more surprising to me was how Normalize the idea of a school shooting was. 
Uh, oh yeah. yeah, and actually I like I felt like you know the way when they were like oh it's just a drill and that part where they're like a shooter will come this side where would you run and yeah. I was like this is a bit scary <laughs> like yeah. how is this being treated so casually? Culture because culture difference also and also the fact that I mean it's a very scary thing to happen like in yeah. and it was it was scarier in the script because the script just says she makes that awkward dialogue in front of Steph and Kennedy when she's handing out the letter and then the script says we hear gunshots gunshots yeah, the, and I'm like are you crazy how do you hear gunshots that was pretty um, pretty like it just uh, hit me in the face like I was like okay ouch yeah I remember we had the like i don't know if this was there in pune uh when like in your school but when 26 11 had happened they had a similar drill um in my school after the terrorist attack key for terrorist comes to your school and i was scared like that was just like like the scariest time i think of my life because the thought of a terrorist coming to your school what do you do and then they had had a few sessions like a drill like what will you do and like i could remember a few of them were the same they like, go under a desk lock mm-hmm. the door with a teacher like the teacher should be inside mm-hmm. <laughs> lock yeah. the door okay so, no, i think i remember these uh, terrorist drills we also used to have a lot of fire drills in our schools which were also yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay nice uh like just going back to the way he has written the script uh, i mean when talking about the pool party he writes it's a hormonal frenzy a grape soda a grape wow. soda bacchanalia and that is so descriptive but mm. i like of course so it does not probably have a use because like he says stuff like by the house the sliding glass door opens and kyla makes her non entrance mm-hmm. and and i love that the, the sliding door actually jams as soon as yeah. she tries to yeah. there's a barrier to entry a literal yeah. barrier to entry so yeah that yeah. is pretty pretty nice and then there's the loud music going on inside which you are hearing and then as soon as she opens the the pop music outside comes in yeah so that was pretty interesting okay anything else that you have to add till the pool scene that you observed or you might want to talk about okay i okay what i find uh, i don't it's convenient in from a filmmaking aspect or not or the treatment that every time the character had a major transformation or had a major event in life mm-hmm. right uh, we always saw that with a voiceover of her making a youtube video right right yeah. okay yeah that, i mean that's i think that's just a writing choice right i mean uh, the way you want yeah. to explain the exposition of of certain things um yeah i mean now coming back to your your point about whether she has a transformation at all do you think she has a transformation at all except in the end right i mean i don't think it's it's uh for me it it was more like a movie which um you know is just like a description of events rather than like a thing which has a proper trans at least till the last 10 minutes of the film where she you know, she decides to take badla types not badla but like you know just tries to set things right like goes and tells uh what's her name kennedy that uh, you behave uh, you didn't behave right with me and then of course goes on a date with that other guy so sure in the last 10 minutes there's something but in in general in the whole film there's no character transformation right she's the same person i think I mean, I don't think there's a transformation because the way I think of transformation, I mean, you were this and then the event happens and you become this versus yeah. like a growth. Matlab, I do yeah. see that there were moments where she was growing 
she was mm-hmm. like putting herself out there like she narrated and um, by the end like it justifies like by the end the person she becomes like i can see that okay it was a it took time it was like like we started uh, discussing right that it was more realistic because of that even when she um says uh, when when she apparently takes revenge on kennedy it was not like you know she's looking at her in the face and shouting at her she was still looking down which made it more realistic she wasn't like completely transformed into a super confident um person she made a point looked down and ran walked fast after which is why i agree i don't think it was a transformation but yeah you do see a growth and a maybe a difference in like perspective especially because the time capsules if you just look at those you do see that she just started viewing life differently like in that moment of time yeah i mean i somehow thought that we as an audience are getting the impression that something different is happening but she is you know in fundamentally she is the same person that she was like 10 minutes ago in the script meaning uh, she still has the same insecurity she's not over her insecurity she's not even yeah. trying to effort and things like that until the end when there's there's a narrative closure given i think yeah i think that is very well addressed in the movie itself through a narration itself when she goes on about change and she does hmm. that when she is visiting she shadowing olivia in high school right and she says that change is important and change is good and all of that you should grow and everything and then she says since change is a good thing that means that high schoolers are really good because of course yes. they have changed more than middle schoolers and that is what i observed that was happening with her hmm in the sense that if you look at it she starts from being this very uh, you know very introverted sort of a person and then she talks about how putting herself out there when she took that karaoke mic and sang was a huge thing for her while mm-hmm. the other may not acknowledge it to be so but that was right. a huge thing for her the first time she uh, crawls up to aiden to speak to him is a huge thing for her so but was it really because because she is saying this as a facade right she's saying this she's not herself when she's saying this she's a facade of herself she's a another version of herself when she's talking to the internet when she's talking to her right. youtube right so it's not like it it need not be that she actually changed or she thinks she did a good thing by doing that it could just be because she wanted to say that on youtube that is what i felt actually oh that's interesting my reading was that she was saying that in retrospect in the sense mm-hmm. that what we are hearing is what she recorded when she went home mm-hmm. after those set of events right you know uh, yeah, and, i thought that oh uh, one reason for me thinking that was because i thought in each of her uh, youtube videos she is trying to put on right uh, in the sense she is trying to you know she's fumbling here and there because she is not really the person who that is except for the last time when she says it you know she says you know uh, this is a letter to whatever the 18 year old kela or whatever that is where she is actually meaning whatever she is saying which which is i think there's a stark difference in between the way she plays the last video and the videos before that uh and that is why i i was uh, forced to believe that she was not uh, she was putting putting a facade in front of herself instead of just being herself okay so for me it was like it was being extremely self aware mm-hmm. and at the, at the same time she was she had to be prescriptive because that is why people would watch her videos because she was giving tips self help tips right so she had to be prescriptive but the fact that she had been through those so for example i found this conversation very interesting when she talks about putting yourself out there 
and she's saying that it might so happen that like like my dad forced me to throw a party for all my friends and he invited this unpopular girl over and everything and she was just there and people were looking at her and she makes this whole story an arc which is actually about herself yeah but she's narrating the story from kennedy's point of view because that is how she wishes things would turn out yeah probably exactly right? i think uh, throughout her relationship with her youtube channel and her life is like this is me telling like a lot of times this happens to us also like we have one voice in our head which is like you know you should feel like this you should do this and you know you can do this like you know these things and then there's your real life and how you respond to that so i thought it was like that you know she's telling on the youtube channel she knows all these things to be true and they're relevant to her life and like devan said she cleverly like you know doesn't want to put it out there that she is uncool because she wants her youtube channel to be what she aspires to be while also not that much for the viewers but dictating things for herself and then what happens in her real life is her responding to the advice that she's actually giving herself and then what happens at the end like what we mentioned was when those two combine and she's like you know i can't like this is my response to all the things i've said till now i can't do it nahi nahi ho pa raha it is not true as somebody else right okay that is that is also another interesting thing that i want to talk about when the when her interaction with high school happens and and then we see a set of changes in the sense that we finally see a person who's actually recognizing and validating everything that kaila is right and is calling kaila cool something that she has been living for and something that we see her yearning for and it's pretty interesting the way she says that oh oh really can i call you at any time is that like which which should be pretty obvious to all of us but i know i have felt that i have felt that hesitation before calling someone because i am like okay is that am i crossing a boundary or not i don't know stuff like mm-hmm. that what do you think about that how do you think that interaction played out for you uh so of course you know that that was the thing that i related to most in the film because i've been in that i've sort of been in both positions i would say right because there are there are these moments when like you know once you achieve a certain level of maturity you try to say are yaar ye to kya bakchodi kuch bhi kar liya tha i mean if you want to be specific in pilani the whole thing of you know when you, you when you come in first year there's this whole pressure of you know trying to join clubs trying to join departments trying to be mingle and talk like the cool group talk in english sometimes for certain yeah. group and 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 that just seems so uh, you know पता नहीं मतलब ऊपरी ऊपरी सा लगता है मतलब काफी ऐसे या काफी सरफेस लेवल चीज है एंड 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 ऑफ कोर्स दैट इट इट इज सैड बिकॉज़ यू नो देन यू रियलाइज आई मीन फॉर एग्जांपल वन ऑफ द बिगेस्ट रिग्रेट्स दैट आई हैव इन माय लाइफ इन माय इन माय होल कॉलेज लाइफ वाज दैट आई फेल्ट सो अंडर कॉन्फिडेंट इन माय फर्स्ट ईयर दैट आई डिडंट गो आउट एंड जॉइन लेट्स से थिंग्स लाइक व्हाटएवर द ड्रामा क्लब और समथिंग लाइक दैट एंड दैट केम इनटू माय लाइफ वेरी लेट and uh, that that is uh, and 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 when i look back and see the people who actually joined the drama club i was like yaar ye log bas apne aap ko sell karna jante the at an earlier age isliye wo log chale gaye it was not like matlab they were like some super good people etc and the second thing i i sort of uh, and this is generally about the uh, the whole film you know if you look at somebody who's now right now in first year i am just impressed by the wide amount of knowledge that they have about certain things which i still don't have like you know for example people who are you know let's say 5 6 7 years younger than i am let's say my my siblings generation they know so much about let's say a certain music artist or a certain you know 
uh, director, etc., etc. Much more than I ever could because I had no access to the internet. And when I look at them, I only see the good things because I see, "Arey, yar, ye log to kafi smart hai." But the fact that you know they are also going through their own demons does not occur to me most of the times. And that is what I thought was this whatever Olivia's character's feeling towards the Kaylaw. I mean, I didn't think of it from Olivia's point of view as much. I thought of it from Kaylaw's point of view, and the um, you know how yeah, obviously because I'm younger, fine. But um, I mean, I thought it was like an angel who has come come into her life, right? And that's that you get that feeling a lot when you have uh, friends who are older or seniors, um, you know, where they kind of guide you and they understand you and they give you hope also that yes, you know, we felt this and we'll all get better and. Like and it's cool also, yeah. At that time, if you have like friends who are like like when you're in eighth and if you're friends with someone in twelfth standard, that was considered pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. I thought that was you know that relationship was really interesting and it brought like brought hope also to the film. And I also thought that um, the whole it was almost like it wasn't friends probably it was like a really cool mentor and mentee kind of relationship. But um, it was good and and my expectations of the film was कुछ तो गड़बड़ होगा like you know. Something she's got. She she is faking it. She doesn't actually like this kid. She is going to call her to the mall and not be there. But she was genuinely nice, and I thought that was cool. Like that's true only. Like uh, and now that you mention it, as a like when juniors talk to me, I do feel that kind of uh, need to be more nurturing or to be like you know things will get better. Yeah, yeah. I I, I related that the whole uh, relationship between Olivia and Kayla is very very similar to relationship of Devansh and I. Oh. And me and Vamika. So, yeah. No, not similar. <laughs> Please. They, Olivia tells her to have hope and stuff. You tell me about all like life is gonna suck soon. Life sucks when you get older. Anyways, moving on. So um, and then we have the whole mall incident, which okay is is discussed. We have discussed that and. Uh, But then, what I don't get is, I mean, I get it. But what do you think exactly happened in the car? What happened in Kela's head that caused her to do what she does after that? Because after that, if you look at it, she she went into a crying fit, and and at at that point, and after like a couple of days after that, I think she decides that she's gonna burn her uh, old time capsule and she's gonna close her YouTube channel and all of that. So, what exactly happened there? Do you what do you think? so um i was extremely uncomfortable in that scene um i thought it was in fact i would have i had a thought that ye scene hona hi nahi chahiye tha it was something that was very uncomfortable not just because she's young but because of how realistically it was played out where you know like maybe he didn't have a mal intention or whatever but you start off with a game and casually or like okay no like stop being a spoiled sport and what really stung me the most was the conversation after she says no Where he makes her feel so sorry and so little about yeah, herself, and yeah. tells her, and in fact makes her apologize and act as if he was doing some benevolent thing on her. And um, actually, like I mean, when it comes to her reaction, right? Um, I thought it was a very scarring incident. And um, I read this research paper a few weeks ago, which talks about the impact that an inappropriate, not even an inappropriate, but an unwanted touch has on a person. It was women. which like they literally like um did a research on a lot of women and what they found was what you might just maybe in a movie see as chua hi to tha matlab he he i think touches her shoulder or whatever but that is something that stays with them for years 
like and i can also like i really related to that that yes this is something that does cause a lot of trauma and um like it's not just a touch if you know what i mean it's it's the whole environment of it to feel so unprotected to feel so uncomfortable that in that research it showed that women described that exact position where they felt that touch and uh, the the words that they used for i hope that part of me was not there like can you like replace that skin like can you just like they felt like that part had become like a black mark on their body like just that part like just anyone touching that particular part would like bring back these memories so i found that like very relevant here also like yes nothing happened thankfully like she didn't actually have to um take her shirt off or do anything but it was a very scarring thing to happen to a young girl and um, like it broke her which i definitely like felt really definitely like obviously felt terrible about and um, especially because it was so realistic it wasn't like a strange person comes and kidnaps you and something happens it was something that happens very often mm-hmm. right and 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 just to add to what you said um i mean i was also reading uh, i mean over the past few months i've been really interested in the whole uh, sexual harassment prevention kind of guidelines because you know academic institutions we uh, i mean i'm in an in an academic institution right now in general the uh, ethics of whatever the workplace ethics or the you know uh, ed- the institute ethics are not very well defined especially in india and it's it's very important to define it very well because you don't know what i mean especially men have no idea what can be construed as sexual harassment and what not and you know um, i mean a lot of uh, you know paper, not papers actually articles that i read were were i mean uh, try to look at this from a more psychological perspective and it's you know it's just that you know it's not just that moment right it's also the centuries of oppression that have been uh, done by men on women which activates you know certain whatever sort of certain neurons in your brain which which triggers that whole thing and and i can only imagine how uh, stressful or painful it might be to have a scar like that for your whole life and so and and i completely agree with vamika the way it was portrayed to be such a realistic scene right and i i hope they had like a child counselor on set what that scene explained to me or gave me a better view of was what we talk about when any such case surfaces we talk about power dynamics correct and that scene really was a very was a very apt illustration of 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 what power dynamics are and how they can affect you you know when i mean even a couple of years back my my thought process around it would have been like consent is simple it's a yes or a no and then if you if you if you are saying yes then irrespective of everything that means you agree to something right but now when i look at it from this lens and when i look at it when i see there are other factors that are considered people might say yes because there are there is a power dynamic involved or people might say yes because there are other things that are going on that makes it much much more relevant and a very uh, apt illustration so that yeah. and then it also showed how early so see the thing about i mean i'm not explaining anything but what i'm saying is so sex is being sold to teenagers at such an early age and there is a certain narcotization that is going on because you start consuming it from narcotization okay. yeah and and you start consuming it from such an early age mm-hmm. that it starts slowly feeding into your 
uh, into your system, right? And you're and you and you have certain dopamine releases when certain things happen or certain stimuli uh, happens. The movie also captures that in subtle tones or in sometimes very very blunt tones that are just laughed upon, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you look at it, if you look at the pool scene, if you look at most of the other girls, like apart from Kayla. I mean, I just felt that, like even Kennedy, she looked way more than her age. She was thirteen. She, she, the way she looked, the way she behaved, the way she dressed, everything. I, मतलब I felt it was sort of not, not to obviously object or something, but I'm just saying that it was sort of I felt it was sort of sexualized and intentionally so because they they wanted to show it that way, right? Um, and then later when when she's staring at Aiden and and that uh, the Her schoolmate near her says that uh, he just broke up with his girlfriend because she refused to send him nudes. Send him nudes, yeah. And then, and then when they talk about when they got, uh, when they got Snapchat, they got it in fifth grade. And you know, it is understood and it is implied that the prime purpose of Snapchat or the prime USP of Snapchat was the fact that you exchange nudes on it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, yeah, you had I like whoa, yeah. that happened. Yeah, and when they talk about that, you were seeing nudes when you were in the fifth grade or whatever. That was pretty uh, alarming, and and that was again, and again that was very disturbing. When she has to to get Aiden's attention, she has to say that oh oh I stumbled upon uh, a a dirty picture of myself, and no I can't show it to you. I I've only kept it for my boyfriend or whatever. And then he asks her about the blue job thing. So that was very disturbing. The the way things were progressing in that context. Now, what I think happened in the car, I don't know. Of course, I mean, this was very interesting. The the insight that Vamika uh, just spoke about 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 women feeling that way about even a single touch. Hmm. That was pretty interesting. But uh, and then I feel that maybe maybe she realized something like that the the thing that I've been looking for, the way I've been wanting to get out there. it has certain darker sides to it there are darker shades to it because if you look at it it is so uh, i mean he says it so matter of factly he okay so now the first hook up that you'll have will be with a drunk asshole in some party mm. and she's 14 like she'll be turning 14 right, right? think of it in that context just uh, made me personally very very uncomfortable the fact that I mean, they were mere kids at that point of time. Yeah, and you know, it it somehow also goes to. Um, I mean, I I mean, I don't know what the situation is like in America, but I mean, at least if you put this in an Indian context, it also goes to show how sexually uneducated uh, our kids the kids are, right? Because I don't know, like we had very minimal sex education in schools, right? And even if we had, it was mostly about ki matlab uh, none of it was like wearing condoms or things like that. It was mostly about kya matlab. Uh, it was about recreational sex. It was always yeah, exactly. exactly, and 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 uh, of course, and and so uh, if you also uh, notice in the story, uh, in in the movie, in the uh, like in one of the early scenes, there is actually a sex education video going on, and nobody is fucking paying attention to it, right? And uh, so, and and the thing that you talked about power dynamics, right? It it is the thing that you talked about uh, power dynamics, and I think that is one thing that even like adults like us are not aware of at all. like i was not aware of it till whatever like me too came about right and when the whole aziz ansari case popped up and like you that is one clear illustration of power dynamics at work and how 
consent is only consent when it is continuous and enthusiastic yeah i i i i think that whole incident changed changed my perception of consent a lot and and yeah, i think I that think is something uh, sorry sorry onka i i think it is something that should actively be taught to children in in a interesting way in the way that they you know sort of seep it into their lives yeah mummy ka bol yeah i think just one point i think uh, what happened in the car now for her like since you brought up power dynamics i mean there was so much at stake like she felt like you know her relationship with olivia all of that is at stake and these are things that um, like you know you wouldn't have uh, that if you just read the script uh, you would not have like like if you if someone just narrated this incident you would be like ha pucha to that it was just a casual game but mm. she was in a situation where you know what if i say no what what will olivia think of me and i think that part where she says don't tell olivia was it just made that point so clear to me um mm. where she tells him that please don't tell olivia about this i would have expected him to be like okay you know it's better you don't mention this to olivia or whatever to hide it but he made her feel like you know she's she needs to hide this from olivia and um and also that throughout the movie up until that point she was um, actively seeking a boy's attention she was like seeking something of that sort but when it actually happens she realizes that like that's a thing right you might want something but when you're in that situation if you're not ready or not ready and so she might have felt so let down by herself that you know like you know this is what i wanted and explicitly this is what i thought i needed but when i was in that situation that instinct did come up i didn't just go for it i was not ready so i think all of those led to her like breakdown at that point and all the points that you guys raised right i really wonder how like with the way things are evolving and how internet sex all of these are so um prevalent and so easily accessible to kids i don't know how they would educate on topics as important as this like because at that age how do you explain power dynamics these are very evolved concepts like how do you like that in some ways i think it's better only to abstain till you reach the maturity to understand these concepts because like otherwise i mean like i have younger brothers who are like in the fifth and like sixth grade and i'm like in ko kaise they are too dumb to understand any of this <laughs> in terms of like power dynamics taking consent and stuff so it's quite a challenge i don't know how yeah it, 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 i agree it's a big challenge and that's exactly why it needs to be done because i mean mm. you see all these locker boy conversation locker sorry locker boy bol raha locker boys locker room conversations and all popping up these are kids doing it yaar matlab these yeah. are like 15 16 year olds doing it it's not adults evolved adults doing it so i mean if there is a target audience for it it's them i i mean i liked how the film addressed so many things in 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 the different shades of uh, in in the different shades that it covered but then uh, i also like the like the comic relief that comes in the end with the date with gabe and although it was a, it was a more fun thing in the script but even in the movie uh, with the guys acting and his awkwardness with yeah. his hands and the broad gestures that he keeps doing and everything just pointing vaguely <laughs> at everything is yeah. amazing gabe uh, was the yeah. best gabe was a mood yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. casually has his archery certificate on the table like oh yeah. just there yeah. yeah. it's just a stupid <laughs> certificate yeah so you know i don't know i was just constantly distracted by the six or seven sauces varieties of sauces that were kept i i, I don't know why but like mera mera dhyan usi pe ja raha tha i was like chef stop <laughs> but yeah it, it was a very fun yeah. scene and it, i guess it was a nice way to end the movie yeah and him yeah. being trying to like him trying to 
excuse me, be chivalrous. And then in the script, there's whole this, 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 this whole magic routine that he does on heavy metal, and he's yeah. very nervous yeah. around it. Uh, and that is very nice. But what I loved more about this scene was that I, I think it was so. Gabe was a comic character, right? Gabe was unaware of himself, or 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 just was indulged in his world, right? Mm. But he was made awkward in this. Like he was hesitant and he was getting awkward. and that was probably because what was comic to him was being indulged in if you look at it okay what is what is comic about gabe the fact that he does these weird as things and he pays attention to weird as details that no one else would like he says there are six sauces and i love them all and so there are two packets each if you want something you can take one more and all of that right and then and then he has stupid archery certificate somewhere on the table and and stuff like that So he's so specific about the weirdest of things, and then Kerala is responding equally and like with equal enthusiasm to all those weird things. Is what yeah. makes Gabe get weirded out at a point. Like he's like, okay, yeah. now I need to perform because she is matching my this thing. So she's enthusiastic. She's indulging him. That's that's what you're trying to say, right? Yeah, yeah. She's indulging in that. Otherwise, people would just have ignored it, right? Had someone like right. Kennedy been there, who's his cousin, by the way. So. Huh. they would have just ignored him right so i think i think that that dash of innocence and dash that dash of comic relief was really necessary to end the film on a on a happier or a, on a more optimistic note i get really happy that she actually made another time capsule i was really yeah. uh oh yeah happy about that because because when she says something like and that and that particular conversation that she has with her dad while she's burning it was extremely scarring and was extremely disturbing also that that such a young kid would think something like that that she makes her father sad sad yeah that's that, a really yeah. like deep thought to have it in and how casually how casually she just says she's just burning her hopes and dreams yeah and you know dad's expression and you're like oh god what is this <laughs> that was priceless batti badi ho gayi type yeah no no dad it was just and like then, what are you talking you're just like 13 yeah Right. Hey, do you write time capsules to yourself? Like, Me, to... I am the flag bearer of all these, uh, like these sentimentalist things. I write like every year. So on New Year's, I write one letter. On my birthday, there's a letter to my future self. There was a letter pre I am post. Like I, I do all these. Yeah, uh, even I, I have, I started doing it like three years back. Like on my I birthday. I really enjoy reading, reading them later. Yeah. They want you to also start doing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know if I have enough to tell my future self. Sure. Like, or how is it? Five years, Javi, five years. Today, what is he doing? I S I S doing? What are you doing? I. मतलब just like following the unpredictable trajectory. PhD तो कर ही रहा होगा types. Yeah. Anyway. But very, मतलब it's very interesting to see. Like I related to her. Like my like when I wrote like say a letter. few years ago before college and all it was so much like you know i'm sure by now you've achieved everything and you're like sorted and all of that and now when i read it yeah sure matlab the milestones i put down i did achieve but i'm not feeling the way like my young self thought i would feel so it's very interesting to read that and i related with her then also when you read your old thing and you're like what shit are you like this is not how it turned out and you do like in some ways you do feel like a little disappointed in the things that you didn't Like achieve, so that's the she negative. She cringes while while she's watching those videos. It's written yeah. in the script that she cringes and she grimaces yeah. when she uh, goes through that script again. Sorry, script name. 
the video okay. again so yeah uh, that that is a pretty uh, pretty nice uh, way to conclude the episode but uh, before that thinking about uh, your future self and birthdays it is vamika's birthday on friday the 28th of august the most probable release date of this episode so happy birthday vamika happy uh, birthday Congrats! You have completed the twenty-third year of your life, and now you will. You are on your road to be twenty-four. And I feel that uh, you have you have taken a long journey to twenty-three, and it was. Uh, I'm twenty-two. Yeah. I'm lying to your listeners. I finished twenty-two years. Um, also, guys, check out Kulchai Ulfat on Instagram. It's a it's my uh, uh, my friends and my food and travel blog. Uh, do check it out. Yeah, so, so Vamika, how does it feel to be like a micro influencer at the very ripe young age of twenty three? Twenty two feels. Um, I mean, there's a lot of pressure, but you know how they say, with great power comes great responsibility, and you have to keep hustling and you know putting the right content out there for your followers. How many followers do you have right now? Just like for for this time capsule of an episode. Uh, the listeners, the listeners can access the page and find out for themselves. Ah, nice marketing gimmick. Don't you end with like a like? Okay, we felt the movie was good, bad, five stars, four stars. We do not review movies, Vamika. Okay. Yeah, guys. Hum hum nahi hum. Hum ye sab. Oh yeah, guys. By the way, we forgot to tell you this. We were supposed to tell you this twelve episodes ago. We do not review movies. We are. Yeah. We analyze movies and we break them down. Yeah. So, because we love breakdowns. Should I always try to uh, like give some star rating? So it's not the Rajiv Vasan's show. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. We are more like a uh, uh, Anupama Chopra. No, fuck you. I am not I like. like I am not claiming <laughs> any of this. So, thank you, Amika, for making time for this, and uh, we really wanted you on this episode. And thanks for coming. And uh, we we really want to do more of these guest episodes because it gets kind of boring just two of us talking. So, um, yeah, Amika, where can they find you on uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, etc.? You can just follow Kulchai Ulfat. Otherwise, I <laughs> prefer not to use social media. She's uncomfortable. Okay. Okay, great. Despite having three Instagram handles, she's slightly. <laughs> उटग्राम Uh, you can follow me on at Adigul Jay Kumar on Instagram and at also goes by B on Twitter. We, of course, you can follow the podcast at Cut to Scene on all platforms. <laughs> and so, uh, please write in um, whatever you thought about this episode, how we can improve, what other guests we should invite. Uh, if you have any contacts of directors, actors, etc., please forward them to us. Yeah, people like Vamika, celebrities, filmmakers, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we want to do guest episodes with them as well, and uh, yeah, I guess that's about it from our side. Yeah, if you want to feature yourself, you can do that. We just two thousand rupees Paytm, kar do nine nine two nine zero 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 one eight six eight nine eight, and uh, yeah, we can have you over, and we always uh, welcome new folk. Yeah, yeah, sponsored content basically. Okay, okay, then uh, that's about it from our side. बहुत रामपल कर लिया आज. Yeah, stay safe, stay safe, stay well. Stay safe. Stay safe. Hey, Karina, हमारा दूसरा बच्चा होने वाला है। Bye, बोल दे। 
Touch, it's ever.